Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It stands and fits here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. What's up, man? Hey, dude. How are you? Doing well. I'm doing well. It's uh, been a busy day. How are you? <laughs> also well. So a busy day for you then, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a lot going on. A lot mm-hmm. going on now with the football, obviously, in full swing. Yep. Getting closer to getting ready for basketball season. Just been trying to knock stuff off of the... Uh, off the to-do list, mm-hmm. especially with uh, with another game coming up on Saturday. Um, before we really get into it, I need to give a quick shout-out to today's Cyclone Fanatic super patron is Steve Pinkston. Steve is a third-generation Iowa State graduate. He watched his first in-person Cyclone victory in 1995 when Troy Davis scored five touchdowns against UNLV. While he lived in Iowa, Steve was an avid football tailgater, road trip for away games, and attended nearly every men's and women's basketball game. Now he lives in Indiana with his wife, Emily, and three sons, Sam, Henry, and Elliot, who are being raised as Iowa State fanatics. He told us Cyclone Fanatic is the way he stays close to what's going on in Iowa State Athletics. Thanks for your support, Steve. If you want to find out more about becoming a Cyclone Fanatic super patron, especially before uh, Thursday night's town hall with Iowa State men's basketball Steve basketball coach Steve Prom, I suggest you check that out on the Cyclone Fanatic homepage. Uh, it says right there, uh, I think it says become a patron. I'll look right now. Thank Can't you, re- Steve. Yeah, thank you, Steve, for being a uh, being a supporter. Yeah, it's right there at the top. It says Patreon. Just go and click on that, and you'll find everything that you need to know. Be a good one to get in on. I bet you could ask Steve about the freshmen and how they're doing and everything like that. Yeah, there hasn't been too much coming out about the basketball team yet. So, mm-hmm. But they've uh, been practicing for a week or two now. So, Yeah, started uh, a week ago. What? What's today? Today's the 27th, yep. two weeks ago on Thursday. So, yeah, a lot more to a lot more to learn about that team. Uh, Iowa State Men's Basketball Media Day is next week. I think Iowa State Women's Me- Basketball Media Day is tomorrow. And those are all virtual, I'm assuming? They are, yep. So, uh, going to be really uh, amping up here in the, um, in the next, few, uh, next few weeks. All right, let's start it up. Iowa State obviously with a 24-21 loss to Oklahoma State on on Saturday. I gave a lot of my thoughts on that game on um, football and random things. What uh, what what were your takeaways? I mean, to be honest, I don't really have that much to add. I'm probably beyond what you mentioned on football and random things. It's like we kind of been over like the offense. Yeah, sputtered. You know, they're having issues getting the ball out to to the wide receivers, especially. I think what was it? Only one receiver had been targeted up until the final drive of the game. Yeah, yeah, and and then, I, I think they targeted one guy. Yeah, so two. In total. Obviously, the tight ends aren't included in that, but and then of course the the missed field goals came back to bite Iowa State in the end too. But so you obviously are more of a traditional fan, like than what I am. Yeah. What is your vibe right now? I'm still high on the team. I yeah. mean, it, it, obviously, it was a bit disappointing with the, the performance they turned in, but I, I actually. Like, my, my opinion is that Oklahoma State is the best team in the conference at this point. Uh-huh. And, you know, if Iowa State gets lucky enough to be able to play them again later in the year, then I think they can beat them. But at the same time, they didn't play a good enough game to deserve to win. Yeah. And I think that when uh, when you've got the youth on the offensive line that, they, that Iowa State does, and you face that aggressive defense where they just blitz over and over and over again, throw yep. all kinds of weird looks at you, I mean, it's tough to – do that unless you've done it before yeah I mean you could just tell that Iowa State especially against Oklahoma State's defensive line they just struggled the entire game yeah and if Brees Hall hadn't ripped off a couple of those big long runs then 
you know, what would we have to talk about on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah, I mean, there would not be – there would literally be basically nothing. But mm-hmm. uh, what uh, – do you think that Oklahoma State will go undefeated then? Um, I think they'll probably lose Bedlam. Yeah. They seem to struggle with the Sooners every year. Um, plus, the, just the randomness of the Big 12 will play a factor, I'm sure. But I, I would be shocked at this point if Oklahoma State wasn't half of the Big 12 championship game. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. And the fact that they played four of their last five on the road definitely does not bode well for them yep. in my mind. There was a lot of people at the game. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> like, I, I, I was kinda, surprised. I was thinking that watching it on TV is like, you know, it seems like there's like, I, it seemed like there was like 50% capacity at times. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if it was. I don't know. I was kind of sitting there trying to figure that out, but it looked like there was a lot of people there. Yeah, and, you know, I get that. Like, if, if, if you get to the point where you're in Oklahoma and South, they probably treat things a little differently at this point. Yes. <laughs> like, wasn't that one of your, your observations when you were going, like, to a gas station on the way down there or something like that? Yeah, and, like, I don't want to... Speaking of which, you had awesome accommodations getting down there. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. I got to give another shout-out to our friends at Landjet, dude. That was so cool. Uh, That was a lot of fun. But um, then it just worked out perfect. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to work with them again uh, soon. I think, you know, hopefully they found a lot of value in what we were able to do for them. But um, the – so I want to preface this by saying, am I perfect with wearing my mask? No. And I'm not going to pretend to be. Like, I'm not going to come on here and – act like I am this mask uh, holier-than-thou person because I, there are times when I don't wear my mask, and I'll fully admit that, okay? Yeah. So yeah. I want to get that out there right now. If anyone wants to be pissed at me for that, so be it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, sometimes I don't wear a mask when I go into Casey's. Uh, and, but it was, it was alarming because I did wear a mask when I went in there, down there, because I think that they have a mask mandate. Mm-hmm. I'm like 95% sure. Uh, and we pulled up at this gas station that is like in the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma. Probably, I don't know, 45 minutes from Stillwater or something like that. And uh, hopped out. I saw four big old trucks lined up right out in front. This gas station. I mean, it, it looked like a scene straight out of, you know, Villisca, uh, Bedford, somewhere down near Clarinda. Yeah. Um, and I, I was like, man, I already know exactly what we're going to walk into right now. There was a group of people sitting at tables inside of the place. The second that we walked in, you, you would think we had three heads, like the <laughs> way that they looked at us. Y'all aren't from around here. Yeah. And I'm sure that the fact that we pulled up in the van, like, or in the land jet and stuff, like they were probably like, who the hell are these people, yeah. you know? And so they all kind of looked at us, went, you know, I just was going in to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, all this stuff, come back out. And I'm just kind of like. I was like, I need to get the hell out of here because of the way that just the way they looked at me gave me a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I just like surveyed the scenario a little more. Like there's people cooking food that weren't even wearing masks. And, oh, yeah. and that to me was where I was like, man, that was that that was shocking, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, none of the workers or anything like that was wearing masks. And that was my moment where I was like, man, they really don't care at all down here apparently yeah. and uh, that pr- it's probably pretty comparable to how it is in you know like you were saying rural spots in iowa absolutely absolutely i mean i think that des moines is, des moines like iowa city places like that or yeah. where it's the most the closest to being what you know it would in 
Yeah. Like my buddy lives in Colorado. He came out here and he was like, man, this is weird to mm-hmm. not see anything like that, you know? And, uh, so we got to Stillwater everywhere you went, they had a sign on the front door that said mask required. Mm. So I know that they had a local mandate. Nope. In the stadium even? Yeah. I mean, I, people, were, there people were, didn't care. There were people wearing them, but not I, everyone. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, Again, yeah, I'm not the person. I'm not the the mask police. Like, mm. I'm not the one that's there. I'm there to watch the football game. Yeah, you know. And there are people who are in the media. I know that are going to sit there and they're going to count how many people they see not wearing their mask. There's people that sit at home at t on watch on TV, and they're like, "Man, that guy's not wearing their mask." You know what? If that's the rule, wear your mask. That's what I'll say. If you're at Iowa State, if that's the rule, wear your mask. I'm not going to be the one that sits there and calls people out on it because yeah. it's just like. That's not what my job is. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm not, I'm also not going to sit here and say that I, I went to the Oklahoma game in person, obviously, and the, everyone around me was wearing a mask. I'm not, I'm sure there were people that weren't wearing a mask, but at least from what I observed while I was there, Iowa State fans did a better job of wearing their masks than Oklahoma State fans did. Yes. From the vibe that I got, there is very low compliance with the mask, mask regulations mm-hmm. at Oklahoma State. Again, I don't know. Like, not my deal. I don't, I'm not the one to sit here and be holier than thou. Like, I don't care. Like, it just ain't, that ain't me, you know? But uh, it's just, it was weird to me. It was just kind of odd. Did they, had they banned tailgating there as well before uh, the game? I mean, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I went into the stadium early enough that probably on, like, university grounds, you know? Yep. But, I mean, there were people hanging out in parking lots and drinking beer. And were you in the stands or were you in the press box? I was in the press box. Okay. Yeah, Jacqueline was in the stands. Gotcha. So she would be the one that would probably be best at giving, like, the proper, um, you know. Pulse of what happened around. Yeah. Yeah. But the press box isn't like it, it is at Iowa State where you're, like, way up above everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're up above everybody, but I could see pretty well, like, the people that were right below the press box. Mm-hmm. I mean – I did not see very high compliance with that rule, but <laughs> yeah. again, I don't. It, that, that's not my deal. I'm not going to get on Twitter and call people out. I, the reason that I even put anything on Twitter at all about the uh, gas station was because I just thought it was funny. No, it was funny. Yeah, because didn't you tweet that that picture of like the four trucks right next yeah. to each other? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember that, and that was funny. Yeah, and I, like, it, I was not trying to shame anybody. Like, I more often than not, like I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to make a joke. You yeah. know, I don't, I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, but that, yeah, I thought that it was funny when I got out and I told Jack, we got back in the land jet. I told Jack then I was like, this, that almost felt like the beginning of a horror movie <laughs> yeah. where you like break down in the middle of nowhere and you stop at this place. Yeah. Um, or you're like, you're running low on gas, you know, you got to get some gas and you stop, you go in the split second that you go inside, you find out that someone had sabotaged your vehicle and then they come and they abduct you in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And like, that was the vibe that I got from that guest. You know, honestly, like you, you mentioned it and you know, pulling up in the land jet was probably more than half of what you yeah. know, made oh, you yeah. look at that. It's like, had you, had you pulled up in a Chevy Silverado and just gotten out, even if you were wearing a mask, like they, they still probably been like, Oh, you know, they're from around here still. They're just wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah. No, everywhere that we went, it was like, people would you know stop and look but i mean yeah. that's kind of the point so the celeb, but yeah I just, celeb life i just thought that it was funny the i thought the entire scenario was funny so that's the end of my story about the gas station in <laughs> rural oklahoma uh all right the big 10 came back on saturday um i watched part of the nebraska game 
I did not get a chance to watch any of the other games, though. I still have the Iowa game on my DVR, but I haven't watched it. I yet. haven't watched any of it either. I just know that Iowa lost, so yay for that. And that's all you had to say? That's basically it. I mean, I, I was listening to Fanatics on Friday, and Chris was going with his, you know, the, the, bet against the home team's uh-huh. stance for, the, for his lock segment. And I think, what, half of the games, I think? Or I don't know. There, there are five, five, six games. For the Big Ten, or were there more? There were seven. Seven games. So all, all teams played. I don't yeah. know if all teams played or not. Yeah. Well, they um, don't have any buys because that's, oh, that's, right. that's becoming an issue this that's week right. with the Wisconsin-Nebraska game. Anywho, so I know the big upset was obviously Penn State got beat. Yeah. And that was a whole other thing. Right. And that, that, that did, was, did you think he was in? You saw that highlight, didn't you? The one where he dove for the pylon? For the pylon, yeah. Yeah, he looked like he was to me. It was It was like the exact tie. Like, I think the ball hit the ground the exact same time it hit the pylon. Yeah, but – a for effort. <laughs> yeah. Give you the two points. Yeah, like he could not have stretched out any further. And Penn State should have won the game anyway. So it like, you know. Yeah. They opened the door for themselves to be burned by something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other big news out of that is, you know, Wisconsin's quarterback played really well. But now, of course, their whole quarterback room is basically out. Yeah. And I saw when I was walking in here, saw on Twitter, a Wisconsin reporter said that the that game is now officially in jeopardy. Yeah, it, and might, it might not be played on Saturday, and it's not even. It's going to be a no contest as opposed to a forfeit, Correct. too. So it just do, doesn't register. Yeah, it just it. It's like it was never even on the schedule. So it's not a not a win for the Scott Frost Huskers. I think that uh, anybody who bet on Nebraska on the money line should win their bet. In my opinion, I, I know a lot of people in my friend group did. I know that that was going to be my underrated underdog pick of the week. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I this is why I think it was. I mean, this is why waiting so long and then putting yourself in a position where you have to play eight games in eight weeks, like it's gonna come back to bite you. It wasn't even. It's not gonna be possible. Yeah. You know, and they're probably gonna have to go through a scenario where they add an extra week. Now, I'd imagine, because they're they're not gonna be able to stick a game in the middle of the week. Randomly. Well, they're just not gonna play them. You don't think they're gonna try to make it up? No. What if it comes down to Wisconsin needs it to better, be the you champs? Sh- you should have done a better job of controlling the virus. Fair enough. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that they want to play anyway. So, like, I think that's like that's more the larger I issue. Bet I bet. Okay, God forbid if it gets to the end of the year and Nebraska is in the hunt and they need like one more win to make the championship game. Let's not get. Don't carried, you think? Let's not get carried that away. That they'll here. raise a huge fuss about it. Who? Nebraska? Yeah, Nebraska. Oh yeah. I mean, but let's not <laughs> sit here and pretend that Nebraska is going to be in contention to win the Big Ten no, West. No, they won't. I'm just saying. Like, if they got to that scenario, they absolutely would complain. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Of course, but everyone would. Like yeah. every, Iowa would yeah. too. If Iowa couldn't play against Wisconsin, and that was the thing that held you know, them okay, back I, from being able to play in the Big Ten championship, championship like, game, I feel like Iowa's fans would complain. I don't think Iowa's administration would say that. much. Oh, I disagree. Disagree. I don't think they would. You don't think Gary Bardo would come out and say anything? I don't. Well, okay, Iowa's a little bit different just because they've had so much bad PR lately, anyway. So I think they just try to. At that point, I don't know that that is bad PR. I think that's good PR. I don't know. I think it looks whiny. If you're fighting to go to the Big Ten Championship game, like, that's what the argument is. Actually, no. At that point, I think I'd be like, you know what? Hey, they can go. It's all good. Like, whoever is in second, I mean, you're going to play Ohio State, get your ass kicked anyway. <laughs> so, true. like, what's it really matter? Yeah. It, it It's like, maybe if we, I guess, really, the only thing you'd be battling for is, I mean, in, in theory, I assume that whoever lost that game would probably play in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Which Or is the Rose Bowl part of the, no, it's not part of the playoff. I don't know about that. Anywho, so, so you know, like you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if Ohio State's going to the like playoff, pre- then whoever finished, whoever lost the championship game, would go to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, they, they'd be in a Premier Bowl no matter what. Yeah, so that'd be the only thing. It's 
yeah i don't know i don't know i'm not sure not sure what the the right thing is to do but mm. uh i guess we're gonna find out probably tomorrow or thursday mm-hmm. whether or not they're gonna play that football game big 12 conference basketball schedules came out cyclones start their uh start their conference slate in mid-december mm-hmm. man i listened to chris and brent talk about this on the sunday podcast i feel like it's hard to get excited like looking at the schedule and seeing when kansas comes and, yeah, like, well, and when, like, yeah. like, when baylor comes it's like man yeah, I mean Baylor's coming, but it's not even going to be the same. That's you know? that's my that was my exact thought because every time the conference schedule is released for basketball, my first thing is to look where when the both Kansas games are. Yeah, and in relation to when the students will be around, and of course, no one's going to be at right. the games hardly anyway right. this year. So it's like it doesn't even matter. It's like they're going to play basketball games. Here are the dates, yeah. but it doesn't really matter. Well, and Jamie Pollard did tweet out today that. Um, that they, or I think it was today, maybe yesterday, someone announced their plans for fans in the stands is like 1,500 people. And I think he said that theirs was pretty similar to that. So, uh, you know, 1,500 people, I guess, will be there. But the, mm-hmm. that will be the one, you know, Jack Trice, being at Jack Trice when there's nobody there obviously sucked. Being at Hilton when there's nobody there will be heartbreaking. Will be weird. It'll, yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know, for whatever reason, like, yeah, it's just different indoors in Hilton Coliseum, man. I mean, the people are what make Hilton as much as anything. Yeah. You know, like the building is not overly intimidating. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like Jack Trice. Like, Jack Trice is intimidating because of the people. Yeah. And, and the, yeah. But it is different, though. Like, I, I, for whatever reason, Hilton Coliseum, when you think Hilton, like, you automatically think fans as well. Yeah. Jack Trice Stadium. They are, the, me, they are the magic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Don't, yeah. Get me, don't get me wrong. Like, fans are, are, are a big deal about no matter what where you play but like it's special in hilton yeah and allen fieldhouse will probably be the same way mm-hmm. like it'll be weird to watch a basketball game at allen fieldhouse where there's hardly anybody there if anybody at all yep or cameron indoor stadium like all of those places it's going to be weird you know and that's what i think is making it hard for me to get really super hyped about basketball season because it's just college basketball is a spectacle mm-hmm. in these big arena like in the arenas and half of the funds the student section and you know all the you know the the bands and all right. that stuff and that to me is the big difference between like the nba regular season and college basketball's regular season it's like everything every college basketball game is an event you yeah. know and like like even even like the the nba even though they were you know obviously they were playing in the bubble but it's like they can, like the nba is used to like playing music during yeah. possessions and stuff like that none of that's going to happen in college it's just going to be like you're gonna be able to hear the squeaks on the floor and just all the coaches yelling the entire time. It's just gonna be really weird. Yeah, it's just gonna be odd, man. I don't know, and it makes it just hard to like get really fired up about it. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we got through that. You got anything else you want to throw in there? I mean, I, I forgot to mention that we could talk about KU, but I mean, I think we all assume we're gonna win that game. <laughs> There's not much to talk about. I mean, Puka Williams is out, right? He, yeah, he's, like he's, I mean, he's opted he's, out. I think he's done. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's really their main threat. I, get, I think in theory he could come back, but I would be very surprised if he did decide to come yeah, back. Yeah, and Kansas is not good. Iowa State, I will be disappointed if Iowa State doesn't win the game by at least 30 points. Oh, so you're taking you're taking uh, taking them on the on the line. I mean, is, it, is, the, is the line like 30? I think it's, it's 20, 28 and a half. Yeah, it's a lot of points, I mean, man. It is, and Iowa State's offense hasn't hasn't been that good, but Kansas is that bad. I don't know if I'd put my, I don't know if I'd put your paycheck on that one. I'm not I'm not putting my paycheck on that. But I'm just saying I hope and I, okay again, I, and I'm not saying I think Iowa State will win and win the yeah. game relatively easily, but it's just they don't ever beat anybody like 
outside of Louisiana Monroe, which was maybe the worst team that Iowa State has played in recent memory. Uh, they no, like, you're they right. Never beat anybody like that. But it, I mean, they're due. They're due for a blowout. All right, man. I hope so. I'd like to see some some youngsters get in there and play. Same. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back on Stains and Fits on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome back to the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It stands and fits. Just want to mention real quick, Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official Cyclone gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at Authentic-Brand.com. Look authentic. Feel authentic. Be authentic. Time for Hot Knot. You can start off. You you start off. My Hot This Week... uh, Yesterday was uh, announced that Kid Cudi, one of uh, the great rappers of the early 2010s, will be finally releasing Man on the Moon 3. So give me the backstory on Man on the Moon 1 and 2. Man on the Moon 1 and 2. Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm pulling it up. Uh, Man on the Moon, that's not the one that I want. I don't want the... Because, like, I mean, I know who Kid Cudi is. Obviously, you know I'm not a, I'm not a big rap guy, but yeah. it's like, I know, I know Kid Cudi, as you could expect, from day and night. That was like the... The Kid Cudi song that okay. I originally know. So there you go. Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon was the one that had Day and Night. Mm-hmm. It came out in 2009. Uh, I think I was a sophomore in high school. You know, this was like... It was the jam. It was the jam. That was like one of the first rap albums that I really, really got in deep on. Man on the Moon 2 came out the next year. Uh, same kind of thing. I mean, that was obviously that was my junior year then. But uh, ever since then... You know, he, he didn't put out an album then after that for three years. And then I think there was like another two of the years or something like that. I mean, Kid Cudi went through some serious stuff for there, there for a little while. Put out the album with Kanye. Uh, seemed like at that time that maybe he was getting back closer to being, uh, you know, back to himself, the who he was earlier in the decade. And now finally yesterday, he dropped this video, maybe a nice little snippet from one of the songs. He just said, coming soon, which really worries me that it could be like six years from now before <laughs> we actually get the album. But yeah. my hope is that 11 years after the release of Man on the Moon 1, we're finally going to get Man on the Moon 3. 11 years, huh? And, what, what's the day? Do you know? Uh, I just saw it. It was... Uh, like, is it soon or is it like... I think it is actually pretty soon. Oh, no, it was September 15th. Oh, okay. So, yeah. But Man on the Moon 2 came out on October 9th or November 9th. So, that oh. would be... Uh, to like two weeks from now. No, I, I could see it being on the anniversary of the, the most previous Man on the Moon. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see, man, but I think that it'll probably be pretty good. I'm excited. So that's my hot this week. Sounds good. My hot this week, uh, it's been a couple weeks now, but I went to see Tenet in theaters. Okay. I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't. It's very good. Um, the comparison, it's obviously the same director, Christopher Nolan, but Inception, like if you, if you either liked or were intrigued by Inception, then you'd also enjoy Tenet. It's kind of the same thinker kind of movie which mo- inception you said yeah it's like in- okay yeah yeah and i mean i think i'd probably like it uh i'll probably wait for it to come out on uh yeah regard regarding Netflix like we we watched it at uh our favorite altoona cinemark and it's like it, it was weird because that was the first movie in theaters we'd seen in like seven or eight months uh-huh. and you know they had all the precautions they had if you, if you go in, you have to have a mask. If you're not eating or drinking, then you have to keep your mask on, that kind of stuff. I mean, everything was super clean. So, I mean, I didn't feel like it was bad by any means. But, like, the really weird thing was that for our showing, there was only, like, we, we did the, the big 
theater. Yeah, the IMAX theater. Not the not the IMAX, but like the XD they okay. call it. Okay, yeah. And in this gigantic theater that probably holds two three hundred people, it was us and like four other people. So <laughs> there was plenty of space between us and other groups. Yikes! Yeah, that does not. Uh, it sounds interesting. I think it would probably be weird. Yeah. Are you reading the synopsis? No, right now I'm looking at uh, my underrated underdog pick. You're multitasking. Yeah, I am multitasking. All right, well, Uh, I'll make you multitask by giving me your nod at the same time. Okay, my nod this week. uh, So I don't know if you saw Sean Roberts had his event uh, on Sunday out at at DraftKings Sportsbook. I got back at 3 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, well, I guess Sunday morning, um, and didn't go to bed until about 4.30. I had agreed to go to this thing with – Sean, quite a while ago. Shout out to the DraftKings Sportbook, Sportsbook, by the way, out in Jefferson. One of the, you know, the presenting sponsor of the Action Fanatics podcast here on CycleFanatic.com. Uh, awesome place. I highly recommend everybody go out there. It's really cool. Great place to go and watch games. Um, but Sean called me at about 8 o'clock in the morning to wake me up and make sure that I was ready to go to this thing. Um, and you got a t- free $10 bet uh, for going. First for 50 people through the door, all stuff. So I got my account set up, got my $10 put in my account. And I decided I was going to do a parlay, try and oh, maximize no. my money here. Oh, no. I did a $10 parlay with, uh, with the Lions plus one. Yep. The Chiefs minus seven. Yep. The Packers minus three. Yep. And the Cleveland Browns at minus three and a half. <laughs> so you were one of those people. And I got an odds boost that would have made it to where I would have won $250 on this bet. So that would, that would have paid for your, your bar tab. And it, well, I did. I, <laughs> believe me, I was not in the mood to drink after three hours of sleeping. Uh, but I – Cody freaking Parky, man. Yeah. Misses the extra point and lost me not only my $10. Yeah. But the $250 that I would have gotten from winning the bet. And I will never forgive him. Ever. Uh, and it, like Because the, the Browns scored with, what, like 10 seconds left or something like that? It might have even been less. I don't know. It was, it was not very much time. So just breaking down the situation, they, they, they scored, they went up three, and they it, had they made the extra point, you would have I hit, won hit the your bet. parlay. I would have won the bet. Man, that is brutal. Yeah. Well, okay, actually, I wouldn't have won the bet right then, but I would have. I was feeling gone, good going into the Chiefs to game it. to yeah. win the bet because the Chiefs, I was pretty confident the Chiefs could win by more than a touchdown. And they did. And they won by a lot more than a touchdown. Yeah. So, yeah, I missed it by literally a missed extra point. That sucks. I feel bad for you. Yeah, that, this, that's the kind that like you, your your heart breaks as you as you're watching it. And the crazy thing is, at the same time, you had the uh, the Lions playing, and they're scoring a touchdown at the at the end of regulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like basically before that, like I was like, well, it's not even a matter, you know. Like I and just then, gave away my yeah. free ten dollars basically, and and then the Lions go down and and score, and then the or I think the. Yeah, the Lions go down, score, score, touchdown, make the extra point, win the yeah. game, all that stuff. And then the Browns score. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, you, you go from like 10% excitedness to probably like 90% excitedness and then back down to zero yeah. <laughs> immediately. It, uh, on one extra point. Yep. It was unbelievable. I don't blame you for making Cody right. Park. You're not. All right. All right. My yeah. not, uh, it's kind of interesting. I, I saw this article a while back too. And let me open it real fast. Gen Z... And I think this might be well known, but I'm, it was just interesting for me to read. Gen Z is not getting into sports like millennials and Gen X have over the last few years. So just like a, a few stats I'll throw out at the beginning of this article. 
53% of Gen Zers identify as sports fans compared to 63% of all adults and 69% of millennials. So like think about like people our age, millennials, uh-huh. 69% of us are sports fans and the next generation, which is like college age and, and younger right now, they are considerably not sports fans compared to us. A few more. Gen Zers are half as likely as millennials to watch live sports regularly and twice as likely to never watch. Esports are more popular among Gen Z than MLB, NASCAR, and the NHL. That doesn't really surprise me, to be honest. No. But um, And with 35% identifying as fans. And then as far as their favorite athletes, Kobe Bryant and LeBron James ranked as Gen Z's favorite sports figures with 11% and 10% of selections, respectively. I understand LeBron, but Kobe? Kobe? Yeah, that stood out to me, too, because... I mean, maybe from the perspective of if you go back, what, 10 years when Kobe was kind of, you know, in the in the yeah. peak and coming down of his career, um, I guess if they... I mean, I was 16 the last time, Kobe, or I would have been 15 when Kobe won his last title, so... Yeah, so I mean, I guess you can look at it from the perspective of they might have been in that, like, just coming introduced to sports, and Kobe was probably the big figure in the NBA then. Uh-huh. Um, and obviously LeBron too, but the, the, the interesting thing to me is that they're so much more into esports, especially than regular sports. Yeah, and I don't know that that surprises me. I don't know. Like I, I, I get that that's where things are going, but it's such a drastic drop off between the sixty nine percent of millennials and the fifty three percent of Gen Zers. Yeah. What? Why? Why do you think that is? I have no idea, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, I really have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't know what what it could possibly be. I, know, I mean, I think maybe the video game thing, just like, but I don't know how, I, I don't know. But I'm just going to be honest. I don't know how to understand why yeah. kids like watching video games. No, and that's, I you guess, the, my, uh, the hypothesis I might throw out there is that maybe kids have kind of grown up in the era of YouTube when YouTube has kind of gotten popular. Yeah, and true. so they, they've, they've had an iPad in front of them, been online watching things that aren't necessarily sports. And that's why they're. I guess I could be sports. Yeah, I really have no idea. Like, I I wish that I could give you a better yeah. analysis. But and it's, obviously, like, unfortunately, our target audience for this podcast is not going to reach probably the people who are not sports fans. Right. I feel like we're uh, we're like old men shaking our hand our fists at clouds right yeah. now. Yeah, and it's just it's interesting to me. It's interesting to me because the people who are involved with all those professional sports leagues, they're gonna have to find a way to get Gen Z and yeah. younger generations involved going forward. And that's why I think they're so big on social media and like trying and with YouTube and well, and like 2k league. And the other thing that was interesting, if, if you go on to read a little bit further, the last thing I'll say about this is that like, if you look at a breakdown between Gen Z's preferences on which sports they watch compared to everyone else's, uh-huh. they're actually more interested in the NBA compared to other generations. Even that that though, one doesn't surprise me. That's because they're, they have really pushed hard with Twitter yeah. And YouTube and all that kind of stuff. So that does make sense to me. And it tells me that the NBA is probably going to keep growing in popularity, even though some people, you know, like to look at ratings and, and yeah, go, go, well, go broke, bro. Uh, <laughs> all right. Exactly. Under, underrated underdogs. Um, I'm two and oh, I'm well on my way to a championship season. Once again, uh, in the underrated underdogs, I'm, uh, this weekend here, I'll tease a little something I'm going to do, put out on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to do a $1 parlay on the DraftKings app, and I'm gonna, I'll put it out on Twitter. So I'm, you're not confident I'm in this one? Is only picking underdogs. Oh, you're uh, only picking underdogs. Only picking underdogs. See, we'll maybe see if there will be some sort of promotion. I don't know yet. Maybe get a nice little odds boost on the promotion, with, and we're going to parlay it. We're going to pick 
uh, only underdogs that are within like plus 200 plus 250 so like guys like teams that could reasonably win yeah but they're not you know outrageously yeah underdogs right so anywhere from plus 100 to plus 200 plus 250 and put one dollar on it see how good of an odd we odds we can get and and then we roll you know Sounds uh, good. and i think that your track record is good enough to be giving out that advice well i'm not really giving out advice i think it's just something that'll be in my mind it's just something that will be fun um, it's advice let's be honest i don't know what the odds are for for this one but i after smu beat memphis in my on my last pick uh, i'm taking uh, the northwestern wildcats on the road plus two and a half point underdogs at the iowa hawkeyes i like that pick because traditionally iowa struggles with northwestern and obviously there won't be fans yeah so i could definitely see that yeah all right um i am one and one i had to do two makeup picks uh for my game that got canceled and you know last time we did underrated underdogs the game was west virginia um, ended up beating Baylor um, at at West Virginia, I believe, um, and then Auburn lost to Georgia. Anywho, my pick this week is Kansas State, who is surprisingly, in my opinion, yes, dogs to West Virginia plus three point five. I'll tell you, this is also a heavy favorite to be part of the one dollar parlay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like when this came when this line came out, I thought that it was reversed of what it should be. I thought Kansas State should be favored by three and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was really weird to me. I I still don't. I still don't understand. I don't know this if one. Vegas is just not up to speed on Kansas State being Kansas State, no matter who the quarterback is or what the deal is here. It might be Vegas just knowing something we don't know because Vegas always knows. Apparently, Vegas doesn't like Kansas State's odds. I still cannot imagine Kansas State losing this game. No, I, I think West Virginia has been. They, they might. Vegas might see how good West Virginia's defense has been technically, like in total yeah. defense up to this point. But yeah. again, they've played Kansas and looked not as good against other teams. Right. Yeah, no, I that definitely would have been the one I would have taken if you hadn't taken it, and if Nebraska and Wisconsin were definitely like definitely going to be playing. But yep. uh, all right, man, we'll uh, we'll talk to you again in in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Remember, if you want to become a Cyclone Fanatic super patron, do it in time for the Cyclone Fanatic Town Hall with Iowa State men's basketball coach Steve Prom Thursday night. You can find that on the Cyclone Fanatic homepage. We'll talk to you again soon. Peace.